Welcome, everybody, to the Country on Me podcast. I'm your host, Max Sheriff. Today, we have a special interview for y'all, all the way from Wisconsin. We have Dan Lapine. Dan, how are we doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited. This is my first ever podcast, and uh, you're a good dude, so I'm I'm glad to be a part of it. So thank oh, you. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Thank you for coming on here. Um, I'm super excited to deep dive into your life and uh, what your future is going to be, possibly some new songs coming out real soon. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be a great uh, episode. Hopefully y'all listen to the entire thing. Dan's a great dude. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, I guess we'll jump right into kind of uh, where you're from. Uh, obviously, like I said, you're from Wisconsin, but uh, if you want to give us a little background on kind of where you grew up, you know, where you're from and yeah. uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I grew up, I would say, from Sauk City. So it's a weird story. I wish it was just a simple like, hey, I'm Dan. I'm from a little town called Waterville, Wisconsin or something. But it's like... I'm from Sauk City is where I, um, in my first few years of my life, we moved out to Spring Green, um, but I kept going to Sauk Prairie schools. So you got Sauk City and Prairie du Sac, which are basically two towns of a few thousand people that are connected to each other. And they ended up just calling it Sauk Prairie School, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, the address was Spring Green. Um, so yeah, I just say from Sauk City, but then I moved out. I went to college actually at Whitewater, and then I lived in Oconomowoc, which is like 30 minutes from Whitewater. Lived there for about five years, and that's kind of where I started my my music career. At least this part of my music career, I had kind of a past music. I don't. I wouldn't even call it a career, but. Um, yeah, and then I just bought my first house in Palmyra, which is about a half hour from Oconomowoc. So, okay, I don't say that on the mic though; that would be too much. So I just say I'm Dan Lapine from Sauk City, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we're on a podcast, so I can feel free to ramble a little, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, so you get a little bit everywhere then around Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, what kind of what kind of drew you into the country? Because I know you kind of started out. A little bit heavier rock, kind of a little bit of metal. Mm. What kind of drew you into the country music? Yeah. So this is interesting, too. So it started off um, growing up. I was really into, you know, typical country boy life, you know, um, hunting, fishing, shooting guns in our backyard, four wheeling, stuff like that. Uh, big baseball player. That's what I was majorly into. Um, but it, I was an only child and we lived far, you know, from most of my friends, at least, you know, 20, 30 minutes, which is far when you're a kid who can't drive, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I spent a lot of time alone in my room playing guitar once I started getting that obsession. Um, and, you know, my parents had their older country records, but I was more, you know, I kind of considered that more like my parents' music and... I was drawn in by like ACDC was the first one that I was obsessed with. So, Oh yeah. Yep. And I still love them. And I still think back in black is like the most perfect album of all time. Yeah. Yeah, man. Definitely. Definitely um, the best album that they put out. 
I agree. You get a lot of you get a lot of argument from folks who are more on the Bond Scott side, but um, you know, I love Bond too. So yeah. But um Back in Black was kind of the, the first one that drew me in and that that got me to playing guitar every day in my room and then Guitar Hero came out right about that same time. Yeah. <laughs> and that was an obsession too. And uh between playing you know, a lot of rock at that time. I decided to start a band with a buddy of mine who was a drummer who lived in town. And, uh, you know, we did a few like of our friends parties and stuff like that covered a lot of, um, anything from like classic rock to newer rock at that time was like puddle of mud and stuff like that. And, um, we had some originals as well, but, uh, then my tastes just kind of kept shifting around. It, it kind of went more heavy. Um, after that, I was finding myself, you know, really into this whole, like, I guess you'd call it, it all kind of falls under like that warp tour scene, okay. you know, um, anything from screamo to emo to <laughs> metal cord, just that crazy stuff, man. And, um, and I, I was in a, you know, I had a pop punk band. I had the, more like the metal band and i had like a hardcore punk band and so this was like a you know this was about a nine or ten year well eight or nine year phase of my life mm-hmm. and um that was very fun i still love jamming a lot of that music all the time but when i was playing in the hardcore punk band that one was for the longest that was like uh yeah about six years or so um i was playing guitar and i was doing the backup I wouldn't even say backup singing, backup yells, you know, (laughs) and I missed just playing the acoustic and singing, you know, so I wanted to shift my, I wanted to shift into a different project where I would do, you know, acoustic and singing Mm -hmm. and, you know, in high school and then in, in college, I would break out the acoustic sometimes, you know, you got to you know, try to impress the chicks and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I would play anything from like Blink one eighty two to like Johnny Cash. Okay. But I had this idea in my head for a while where I was like, Well, when my parents have little get togethers at our place, you know, out in the country, yep. I would, you know, more so want to learn a bunch of like you know, Johnny, Johnny Cash, David Allen Cole, Waylon Jennings and stuff like that. Yep. So I had the idea. I was like, why don't we just stick with that? Kind of move forward now that I'm 23 years old, you know, not to say I would leave the pop punk and the emo stuff. I, not to say I'm going to kill it, Yeah. but yeah. I was like, you know, you can listen to it, but I didn't really have interest in making that kind of music and being in that kind of scene anymore. Yeah. So I was, I had the idea to just, start playing classic country in bars and it was the perfect storm because right around that time my folks um my folks and i took a family trip down to nashville yep it was our first time down there and i see all these kids great musicians um playing playing music just kind of reading the lyrics off their tablets and uh playing a lot of these older country songs and a lot of you know bro country and newer country and stuff that we weren't as into but we found you know some some great music down there and i was like man that's that's the next thing for me i'm gonna learn more of these tunes and i can do that you know i'm gonna mm-hmm. you know if i can read at least read the lyrics off the tablet i yeah. can learn 40 or 50 songs for these four-hour bar sets yeah yeah 
and um yeah it just took off from there and i was it, for me it was kind of like going back to my roots in a little in a little way mm-hmm. um and it's felt just great to do because it's finally it's given me that meaning in my life it's given me that that purpose and that career that i just didn't know what the hell i wanted to do for for years yeah. so i you know it wasn't that many years in four or five years and that's pretty typical for people in their early 20s to not know what they want to do but yeah, yeah once i started doing it, i fell in love with it and now we're about four five years in and now we're yeah it's my full-time gig wow that's a that's that's pretty cool to come like full circle back to yeah um that's it's a really cool story that's kind of that's kind of like mine a little bit too is that i i grew up on the 80s rock and that's what my my dad was into so um we listen all you know acdc and uh sometimes you know a little metallica thrown in there but oh yeah um but it was mainly just 80s regular rock and mm-hmm. um grew up on that kind of then when I was in high school, a bunch of my buddies were listening to, some of them listened to country, some of them listened to rap, some of them listened to rock. Um, I kind of, I kind of was more of a rock and kind of rap kind of listener. And then, um, as soon as I kind of got into college, that's where I fell in love with country music. And over the, um, past couple of years, I absolutely just, that's all I listen to now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, you know, um, listen to older country more and more, and um, this seems to have the more traditional roots that I like. Um, older country compared to the new stuff, it's more of like a pop kind of country. Is mm. not, not my favorite, but there's a lot of good songs that are coming out today. Um, yeah, like some of my, you know, like my favorite artists probably right now, like New Age Country is probably like Hardy. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. And he's kind of he's kind of veering towards that rock too now, um, mm. cause he just came out with that new song called "Sold Out." Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, that was that was a pretty cool um, song. And I guess his new album is gonna be more of a rock album. Yeah, um, that's what I heard too. And yeah. it's funny I, I mentioned Puddle of Mud earlier, so yeah. I get where he's coming from because I think he even covered a Puddle of Mud song recently, uh, which seems. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I, I totally. I totally get, you know, where he's going with that. And I think that's a cool direction to go. I think it'll work out. And the thing about those kinds of shows is they're super fun live. I feel like, you know, a loud rock show. That's also a bunch of rednecks, you know, that sounds like a great time. So I totally get where he's going with that. Um, I think that, yeah, that should do well for him. And he's a heck of a songwriter. My God. Yeah. Incredible songwriter. So, yeah. He yeah he's he's super I mean he won songwriter of the year so oh true yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah he's he's super good um obviously he writes a bunch of music for Morgan Wallen and um mm. another guy that's with Big and Loud is Ernest he's a really good songwriter too um he's friends with Morgan and Hardy and um those guys they they write along a lot of songs together and it, it's super, yeah super cool obviously i've seen that flower shop song yeah, pop yeah. up a lot i haven't really explored much other than that okay. but you know there's so many out there and yeah he's a guy i'd probably look into too because i enjoy you know keeping an eye on the scene and yeah, yeah. You know, seeing who's 
who's doing big things and what people are paying attention to. Yeah. But most of the time for me, it just ends up, I end up going back to the, the same stuff that I'm really, that where my heart really is, you know, yeah, and that's, yeah. that's just how it is. But, um, yeah. for me, it, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, you are probably going to ask who, yeah. Who your favorite is. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to mention. Um, so like for newer guys, I really like Randall King, William Michael Morgan. Okay. John Wolf. I mean, okay. John's been around, I think for over 10 years for sure. Oh, actually he's been, I think he started in like Oh four or something, okay. but they're still a little more on the modern side to me, but they're kind of like the modern George Strait type of stuff, you know? Gotcha. And that's what I find myself always leaning into. It's, it's a formula that it works and it just, uh, that's just where my heart is for the newer country, I suppose. Um, yeah. Tower's got the steel guitar right up front and the fiddle and, and, and they all got great voices. It's those three guys are kind of the, kind of my favorite, some of my bigger inspirations for the music that I'm, that I've been making and that I'm continuing to make. And then obviously I got my older inspirations, um, a lot of Randy Travis lately, Daryl Singletary, some of those real hardcore traditional mm-hmm. country guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think when I first started learning the songs that when I first started putting together a, a playlist for uh, playing out in the bars, it was maybe even a little more on the outlaw countryside, I guess, like the, the 70s outlaw country movement. You know, a lot of those guys like David Allen Coe, Waylon Jennings, uh, Johnny Cash. So if you fuse that kind of with the, the hardcore traditionalists, the neo-traditionalists in the 80s and 90s, and then some of that newer Texas country is kind of... yeah. Somewhere in between all that, I suppose. And then being from Wisconsin, I'm like, you know, just going to be odd, you know, or different <laughs> in a way because, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you still have a awesome, like, country twang when you're singing, too, though. Like, it's it's really cool. Um, even being Thanks. From Wisconsin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's probably, yeah, I mean, it's different for sure because obviously growing up up here, you're not going to sound like, a lot of these guys I listen to are from Texas or from Georgia, yeah. but I think we have our own twang up here. You know, it's obviously more, uh, it's a Northern thing. And then some, some folks you'll hear, uh, it's a little more like this, you know, a, eh? and, uh, especially if you get up your way, yeah, you know, and that's its own thing. I'm just trying to wait for the first time a country singer blows up. That's from way up North. That is going to actually sound like that. Almost like, you know, Charlie Barron's. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to figure out and hell, I maybe should have done this cause this would probably blow up. But if somebody can utilize that voice somehow and make it <laughs> sound good without it being too much of a joke or maybe just go full on yeah. joking songs, yeah. you know, yeah. but yeah. that what I didn't, I didn't think that would work for me. So I'm like, I'm just going to sing like a mix of what I like with my Wisconsin. <laughs> Twang, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, dude, it, it's cool. Um, luckily for me, I got to go see Dan um, in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, and it was an awesome experience. He is a amazing musician, um, singer, songwriter, all of the above. It was super cool. That's why I can say I, you know, heard the the, the Wisconsin twang on you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it was a cool. Yeah, it was a cool experience, and I'm glad I got to go and. Uh, watch you there that was a neat experience for me man because i think um i think i mentioned this before we started filming 
the podcast, but that was, I think that's the furthest anyone's drove for a Dan Lapine show. So that was neat for me, man. Well, six hours or something. Yeah. Yeah. They're in back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was cool, man. Yeah. And that was one of those great Wisconsin dive bar type of shows. Oh yeah. And that's a good one to experience, man. Yeah. You got a lot of good country fans in there and just really laid back down to earth. Good people. Yeah. Um, who are, who are having a good time. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. So, what are I guess going back to playing in Wisconsin? What are like a couple of your favorite places to play in Wisconsin? Yeah, so you have kind of a variety of stuff that I like because you got your dive bar shows like that, which are almost always a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess some of my favorites are some of the people that have just been good returning customers for me and uh, we've developed friendships and stuff. Um, Vino, et cetera, and Oconomowoc. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. It sounds like a wine bar by the name, but the guy who bought it, um, he's like, nah, we're not going to stick with just a wine. We're going to make this. People are going to come here for beer. They're going to come here for a million different whiskeys and, and bourbon. And well, yeah, we still got 239 wines and stuff, but, um, yeah, great people over there at Vino, et cetera. Brian is the owner. My, uh, my girlfriend, Claire actually has, uh, taken a job bartending there. Well, she's been there a while now, uh, at least six months. Um, so she bartends there and, uh, her brother is a bar back there. So yeah, it's a nice community there. You know, I, I always know people when I go in there and yeah. it's always a very fun vibe. Um, I've played there so many times because I, I lived real close to there for a few years. Okay. Um, so that was kind of like the, the bar down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Coots's general store is one that my dad's side of the family, they, um, they were like pretty much went there their whole life. Um, so that's one that's just a great family bar that we've been going to for a long time. And uh, it's got a really cool, classic Wisconsin feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just got character. I actually did my – I've done some promo picks out there. Um, gotcha. It was for my first EP, but as I brought that up, I was like, we don't want to talk about the first EP because I threw that in the garbage. So <laughs> <laughs> that one's gone. I think it's off the internet. It might be some, It might be on YouTube or something, but I know it's off Spotify. Yeah. But uh, I think I actually might go there for – promo picks again maybe for these next couple singles that i'm gonna be putting out but anyways yeah coots is vino i'm rambling this is my first podcast so i'm <laughs> but um awesome coots is uh vino some of the great dive bars local waters in watertown great people out there mm-hmm. um but then we had uh we got to play a big stage at watertown river fest last year that was our first you know bigger shows of two or three thousand people we opened up for shenandoah and that was an incredible experience. Yeah. Um, then we got our state fair shows. We did a few of those last year. We got a couple of those again this year. Yeah. Awesome. That's that's super yeah. cool. Um, that's probably a pretty cool experience opening up for Shenandoah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That was that was probably the coolest show we've ever done, just because you know it was the one that we promoted for it all summer. Okay. So I knew everybody in that area. Yeah, that was the one they were going to go to. So we had a, a great turnout and just uh, them letting us, you know, them taking that chance on a newer band and letting us come 
support that band and uh and then get and watch Shenandoah, you know, it was yeah. a perfect perfect night. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. So, oh, I should mention this summer we have um a new one um that's going to be Saturday, July 30th, 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. at uh Beer Bacon Cheese Honky Tonk Festival, I believe is the name. Okay. <laughs> and uh it's out in Darlington, Wisconsin, on the Lafayette County Fairgrounds. Huh. So that's another another big one of the year that I think is going to be a blast, just based off the name. You know, <laughs> I, I would so. say, I would say the same thing. <laughs> um, you know, we got our state fair stuff, and yeah, we got some cool ones coming up, man. We, there's one actually that is getting announced tomorrow that I can't even I can't mention, but. Um, it's a newer place. Actually, this podcast comes out tomorrow, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know when each thing's getting announced. But basically, it's a newer kind of country honky-tonk bar Okay. in the Milwaukee area. And awesome. we're going to be playing the grand opening um, weekend of that on a Friday night. So that'll be really cool. And, um, yeah, got some great – Great stuff coming up this summer. Awesome. Which leads me into another giant conversation. We could go down the route if you wanted to, but it may be about 10 minutes, but I don't know. <laughs> Dude, whatever whatever you want to jump into, let's do yeah. it. I don't care. Well, all right. All right. Um, so I was, I was signed exclusive with a, a booking agency for the past couple of years. Oh, okay. Um, technically a year and a half, um, kind of a local, local agency. And, um, the thing about signing exclusive is that any, any new, any new venue that came to me, you know, anything I hadn't played pre-existing to the contract, mm -hmm. um, you know, even if they came up to me at a show and just were like, Hey, I want to book you at my bar this date. Are you open? You know, I could say, yeah, I'm open, but I can't even confirm it. Um, without putting you in touch with my booking agency mm -hmm. and that's just how it works, you know? Yep. Um, and then I'd get messages on through my inbox on Facebook and they'd be like, um, you know, Hey, I'm opening a new bar. You want to play at it? And, um, I'd have to pass it off to the booking agency and, and, you know, that's, that's okay. It's just that it's 20, you know, it was a 20% commission mm -hmm. for all the shows and I had to do it being exclusive with them. And, um, 20% for that show and then any future shows during the contract and then any future shows for a year after the contract. Mm -hmm. So it kind of adds up and long story short, you know, they did, they did what they could, you know, they did pretty good work. Um, but I, I bought out the remainder of the contract about seven months early. Okay. Um, and it gave me a little more freedom. And I think in, in that experience, it just kind of made me realize that I'm maybe better off just independent in that realm yeah i don't mind you know doing the business side of things as much as other artists might and i like making that relationship with buyers you know and and people who can contact me about booking it when i talk to them on the phone or you know whether it's through email or whatever i kind of like forming that relationship as opposed to just being like i can't really speak on it but here's my booking agent's number you know and, and the money adds up yeah. You know, the 20%. So, yeah. Yeah. So this summer, um, you know, being independent as of the past, like three weeks, that's given me a chance to 
kind of put my foot in in gear and get some more cool newer places yep. um, already. So I'm awesome. I'm excited and things just start to really continue uh, taking off a little bit. Hopefully, so yeah, that's that's super cool. Um, you know, it's kind of nice making your own schedule, doing your own thing and deciding where you want to play and mm. when and where and how and you know. Yeah. Nice being your own boss sometimes. Right, for sure. And they um they were going to uh what I thought was going to happen is like you know, I'd just tell them, "Hey, I want to play this awesome place or I want to do a tour this weekend out in Illinois." And I figured that you know, it shouldn't be that hard to contact new places and just solidify shows but um after talking with more people like in the industry about it somebody pointed out a very good point and that's that they get a lot more bang for their buck if they're working on like pre-existing relationships that they've already booked through and if they can do three at a time so let's say they have a you know say they have a winery up in central wisconsin that they've worked with they can come to me and say hey uh, this winery wants to book you every thursday the summer you know it's mm-hmm. like bam bam and there's a bunch of money for them so that's that's what they yeah you know try to do more and that makes a lot more sense than them spending all their time planting seeds calling new new places trying to you know form those new relationships because it's not always easy it's very rarely as easy as just calling a place and be like hey we got a band they're great you you want to book them for this date you know usually it's a lot of back and forth and mm-hmm so yeah, I learned a lot in it and I think it was a good learning experience. Um, and yeah, yeah, looking forward to the future. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so now was it a little bit different when you went down and played in Nashville? You could, did you kind of do your yeah. own thing down there and stuff? Yeah. So at first in the contract, we were able to make an amendment, but at first it said like for the entire world. But we made an amendment that, you know, made it so it was just Wisconsin. Gotcha. Um, so I didn't, yeah, I didn't have to worry about awesome having a book through. I, yeah, just did my own thing down there. And, uh, yeah, got to play, I think January was my first one. And I've been down there, uh, I was down there in January. Then I just went down there again a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I've played now at, let's see, Rippy's. Honky Tonk Central, AJ's, and I did the afternoon porch sessions thing. It's just a one-hour thing on Tuesdays at Music City Bar and Grill. So okay. right. gotten into a few places down there, and that's always a great time. Yeah, dude. I, it's awesome. I, I'd i love to come watch you down there and perform yeah, man. one of those places. That'd be sweet. It would be um, cool to do a trip down there. Yeah, dude. I wish I had a big freaking van or something. Oh, that'd be sweet. I got I'm still rolling in my freaking Chrysler 200, dude. I, I could just barely fit all my equipment in. <laughs> and uh, But I don't need to bring my equipment really down there, though, no, because no. they provide sound, which is so nice. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You just plug in your guitar and start playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of my favorite places down there is like uh, Second Fiddle, which is right next to Tootsie's. Yeah. Um. That's like one of my favorite bars down there. I saw Shelby Lee Low on the second or third floor of that place, and he puts okay. on a great show. It was one of those chill afternoon gigs too, where there's not a lot of, you know, drunk 
girls and their drunk bachelorette parties or nothing, yep. which can be fun, very yeah, fun, sure. but it's fun in a different way, you know? Right. I, yep. And <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was one of those chill afternoon shows where I just got to sit back and drink a, I think I was drinking a whiskey on ice that day and just freaking enjoyed actually listening. And his guitar player was phenomenal. And yeah, Shelby Lee Lowe, he's, he's a good guy. Check All him right. out too. Yeah. I'll have, have to check him out. Um, yeah, there. Uh, that's awesome. Great place that so we went to the the crossroads, which is kind of like almost right across the street um, on Broadway, and that's a cool little bar. Oh, um, I don't think I've even been there. AJ's is always a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just always a cool experience uh, whenever we go down there. Um, that's kind of where I absolutely fell in love with country music to a whole different level of seeing like the hustle and the grind of everyone down there and um you know everyone's trying to make it and it's just cool to see the the raw talent and um what everyone brings to the table down there you get a different variety of everything because um, sometimes you know you can go to a different bar they're playing rock music or you go most of it's obviously country but you just go around and see different genres and um you know people doing covers of different music and it's a really cool experience um, yeah I, yeah and i know people get tired out of broadway and i do too sometimes you know because you don't hear as much country down there maybe or traditional country as people would like but mm-hmm. i think there's always going to be a place for the the twangy old country at, at least at music city bar and grill i like going out there yeah, yeah music, okay. music valley is what they call the area kind of up with the opryland okay Asheville palace is another yeah good one and then you got, I haven't even tapped my foot into a lot of these original places. There's a lot of places that do just originals as well. Um, so that's something I want to check out more of too, because yeah. that would be really neat. Yeah. Have you ever been to the uh, Grand Old Opry? I have. Oh. Um, so my parents and I did a vacation down there the first time, but the second time we did a second one as well. And the second time we did our, our tour of the Grand Old Opry. Okay. And we, you know got pictures on stage and oh yeah oh yeah yeah man it, it was neat experience though man super oh, neat yeah super neat building i i'm kind of bummed that i haven't seen a show down there yet but oh it dude tell you what it is an amazing experience um yeah we got we got to see the um 5000th show at the grand old opry really uh, yeah it was amazing uh we got to see some awesome aubrey Le- legends and we also got to see like chris jansen um, oh yeah uh darius rucker and then we got to see garth brooks trisha yearwood um garth played there that night yeah dude damn and um trying to think of who else and some other like you ever heard of genie seeley um genie seeley and, i don't know if i have oh dude it was it was cool. It was that is it was an amazing experience and I will remember that for like the rest of my life, honestly. Yeah. It was Yeah, that's not your typical night at the Opry. No. And that's some heavy no, hitters no. right there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was super yeah. cool. I really wanna I just hope it times out, I guess, because I kinda have a limited time when I can go down there just because I've been playing so heavily up here because that's how I make like ninety 5% of my income is mm-hmm. playing. Um, so I'm booked out 
you know, every Friday and Saturday pretty much. And then a lot of Thursdays, Sundays, sometimes Wednesdays, you never know. So I, I usually end up just going down there like a Monday till Thursday or something like that. And while I'm down there, I want to usually cut a song or two, mm-hmm. maybe do a songwriting uh, round or, you know, other stuff like that. But yeah, I would love to see an Opry show next time I go down there, especially if they have something really up my alley. Um, I know, I think it was just earlier this week, they had the Opry Classics oh. and they had uh, T.G. Shepard, Shenandoah, William Michael Morgan, and who the heck else was it? Um, yeah, I'm forgetting a big name, but William Michael Morgan, I mentioned earlier, that's one of one of my favorite more modern country guys that does he does the classics really well though and i think it was all a night of just class and or uh covering classic stuff you know 60s 70s yeah yeah, some 80s yeah that that would have been that would have been a neat one but yeah Yeah. i was down there one week too early (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude if you if you ever get a chance make sure and try and get there or even i'd love to see i haven't i haven't been in the ryman yet i'd love to see a show there too yeah yeah that'd be oh yeah ryman's yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. levels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh there's so much history, uh music history down there. It's just it's so it's so cool to just go and experience uh, mm-hmm. the you know, the history part of it even. And... I love the I love doing it as a commute. Um I think living down there would be would be super fun. I just you know, I would probably go do fun things yeah. you know once every week or so um for me i always am like man you know if i'm a if i'm up here i have a better chance of being like big fish in a smaller pond as opposed to mm-hmm. small fish in a giant ocean of amazing yeah. artists so i got you yeah that's yeah. part of the reason i i want to stick up here i think yeah. but i still think about it all the time about how fun it would be and how many opportunities that you'd have the potential of getting if you just live down there and are down there all the time. And, mm-hmm. but, you know, I try to make it down as much as I can, uh, once a month, once every other month, sometimes I go a few months without going down. Yeah. Um, but just doing that is, you know, it kind of keeps me somewhat in touch with what's going down, going on down there. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of, a lot of cool experiences. Yeah. And I, I'm sure you're going to, get lots of opportunities playing in wisconsin do it um yeah like i said if if you if any of you haven't listened to dan make sure and go and listen to him he's on all streaming platforms um he's on youtube does awesome covers on youtube i I love when you go down there and um record them covers dude and you know yeah. and, and your originals um Awesome sound quality, every, all of the above. Amazing video, super super cool. Um, check it out on his YouTube page. Um, it's a, it's something to see. Honestly, it's super cool. Watching. Well, thank you, Max. Yeah, appreciate that, man. Yeah, my guy Sean Rogers down there. He does excellent acoustic videos. We call them one take videos. Okay. Where it's very simple. You know, you just he has his camera, and you just do it in one take. You don't worry about. Uh, multi-camera stuff because you don't really need to for me it's more about the audio mm-hmm. and the audio of his videos is so crisp and clear oh. that and he does it for a, a reasonable price and 
Yeah. yeah, I love love doing high quality videos down there. I think next time I go down there, I, I'm going to have to record uh, the official acoustic videos of these two singles I'm going to put out. I think I'm going to record those with him. Okay. Because um, yeah, they they just sound great. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I, we'll uh, we'll definitely have to uh, hear the two new ones here shortly. Yeah, yeah man. I would love to have an exclusive on the uh country of me podcast it'd be an honor it'd be an <laughs> it'd honor be, it'd be an honor for me to it holy crap i um, hope i don't forget the words <laughs> the, the new ones I, oh uh, man that's one thing lyrics yeah dude you I know don't, I, I don't know how how you guys do it i mean you know anyone in the music to just memorize those lyrics day in and day out and then i mean once you play them a thousand times i get it yeah it's kind of routine everything but just like starting to learn them out you know starting to learn and and play it out and this and that it's just it's really cool how music works and everything is put together you take a little bit of here take a little bit of this and then you throw it all together and it just it's a super cool yeah i think it's one thing if you're you know going on a two three month tour and you're kind of doing the same 20 25 songs all the time but what i'm you know, and I'm playing the bars every weekend. Well, yeah, that's 80, 90% of my shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're playing three or four hours. You want to, I want to change it up, keep it fresh. So if I, if I did the same, you know, 40 songs every night, you know, I probably wouldn't need, you know, I wouldn't forget nothing. I wouldn't need a tablet, but I actually use the tablet for a lot of my shows because I'm like, let's change it up. You know, that'll give me a pool of, a thousand songs to work from instead of a pool of 50 or a hundred, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, when it comes down to, you know, certain shows, you're not going to use the tablet. Certain shows is going to be all originals and yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, so do you just pull up like, so when you're running off the, the tablet, um, on your mic stand, is it kind of like you just running like tabs kind of on there, you know? Yeah. The there's a, there's an stuff? app ultimate guitar app okay yep i think it does charge me like ten dollars once a year something yeah like that and uh yeah you just save what songs you want you can edit them because a lot of the tabs will have like you know mistakes and errors in them and Mm -hmm. but yeah then you can just uh yeah put all the lyrics in there or edit all the lyrics um and there is certain songs they don't have but i found out that if you just go on you know if you google the lyrics then you can just copy and paste them into a document in there so nice. that's what i've been using for well since i started doing this stuff and works yeah. pretty well yeah. yeah i know yeah like a lot of people use um tab to you know when they're doing covers and stuff like that and i was mm-hmm. i was always curious at first i was like how do they how do all these people know all these songs even, right. even though it's on the tablet i mean you still gotta you know know all the chords and this and that mm-hmm. and put everything together it's just yeah I see a lot of guys, uh, especially older guys who, yeah, they don't use that stuff. And I, I respect the heck out of them for that, man. I think it's awesome, especially when they take requests. Right. That's a big part of the reason that I have the tablet is for requests. Somebody might come up and want, you know, a Kenny Chesney song or something that I haven't done in years or that I maybe just am starting to learn. And it's like, well, I can, if I can get the lyrics, I'm good. The, the guitar chords, I'm usually... I'm good at that, but the lyrics, that's what gets me. So I gotcha. Um, so I guess talking about your new songs, when are, when are those two going to come out? 
Uh, yeah. So I'm thinking late June and mid August, okay. probably. All right. Um, they um, are working on, you know, the mixes and stuff right now. So I like to give it plenty of time, you know, make sure I got a, a decent release set up for that. And you always want to upload to, um, CD baby or distro kit or whatever you use for that. Um, a good four weeks before you actually want it to be out just to make sure that they get it, everything cleared on their end. Um, so I hope to upload that, you know, end of May. And then I'll put it, you know, if I'm uploading it on May 28th, I'll probably do whatever Friday would be four weeks from there, you know? Okay. I gotcha. So Friday's the release day nowadays. So yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Um, Thursday night at midnight. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, now is that going to be part of the new album are you, or are you going to come out with a new album soon or what, what's your plan? So that? I actually plan to do, you know, I got these two singles. I want to go down and record two, three, maybe even four more. I'm going to release several singles and then eventually it's probably going to be an album. Um, but right now, you know, I hate to, hate to follow the crowd, but it seems like the single game is what is the way to go because people are, I don't know if it's an attention span thing or what, okay. but um, people aren't listening to full albums like they used to, which I think is a bummer. Yeah, I, I would but, probably agree with that. I mean, I guess just yeah. looking at me as a you know person who just listens to music most of the time, um, mm. I would say I, singles are more attractive nowadays. Yeah. Um, the thing about a single is you can have uh, a music video for it. You can have an acoustic video for it, a live performance mm -hmm. video, a behind the scenes. So, and then you release, you know, all this content around the single that keeps people going back to the single. Mm -hmm. And for my, my first EP, a country mile that I put out back in August, um, had six songs and I thought all six of them had potential, you know, as singles, but I didn't want to, I did three. I did three singles, and uh, they were actually recommending me to do four or five. And I, I just was like, "Man, I don't like that idea." But um, I did notice that you know, the three songs that weren't singles, they didn't quite get the the notice that the other ones got. You know, so mm -hmm. there's definitely some to that, or at least just having separate content released for each song i suppose i gotcha yeah that's yeah. that's a big thing with music now is releasing content on top mm -hmm. of music instead of just letting the single out letting the album out it's you know you got to do a lot more on social media um to promote your music you know what i mean mm -hmm. and um it's an interesting aspect now um but if, you know if you want to play the game you know you gotta yeah, do what you gotta do. Yeah, and I think of it from a fan's perspective. Sorry, go, go ahead. Didn't no, it's all good. I was just gonna talk a little bit about the Country Mile. Um, yeah, awesome, awesome uh, album. I definitely listen to it all the time. Um, oh, thanks, man. Ain't no problem, dude. Uh, obviously, one of my favorites off there is "Get It Done." It's just the the true grit country song. Yeah. Um pick up your shit and let's let's get this done you know what i mean mm -hmm. just awesome awesome tune um 
Another one that I really like off there is uh, Fisherman's Anonymous. Just a yeah, just just a good one. That's very true to life. That one for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, if if all of you haven't listened to A Country Mile, it's obviously on Spotify, like I mentioned before. Great album, great country music on there. Make sure you go check it out. Um, I think I think we talked. I think you kind of explained a little bit before I talked to you um, down in Beaverdam about where Get It Done came from. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to kind of dive into that maybe and uh, yeah. talk about so, where that came from. A lot of people probably thought like, oh, he wrote that because like he had a bunch of blue collar jobs or something like that. Or he grew up like, you know, working in construction or something. That ain't that ain't the truth at all, actually. <laughs> Um, it's more so about just the mentality of, uh, well, first of all, I got to say, I have huge respect for people in blue collar jobs, huge respect for working man, you know, mm-hmm. um, they keep the country moving and I love those kind of people. They make up a big part of my fan base, my shows. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, those are the type of people that I hang out with all the time too. Um, but for me, as uh, I think I always kind of had a musician brain, you know, so like when it came to putting stuff together, my dad's great. He's a handyman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of loafed on, on that, you know, and uh, now that I bought a house, I'm finally starting to learn how to put some stuff together, man. <laughs> and that was yeah. one of the reasons I was like, I'm going on, I'm pushing 30 here. I'm going to be 30 in December. I need to start learning how to put some stuff together. And, and, uh, you never really get the chance. You don't, you aren't forced into it when you live in an apartment, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've already, you know, learned a lot in the past month, you know, the ladies got me doing all kinds of jobs around the house. So good for you. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is, man. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so I love that mentality, but the, to make it more personal, the mentality behind that song is just uh, as an artist, you know, I felt like to stand out, um, I'm going to get my butt down to Nashville. I'm going to put in the work and, and spend that extra money to record a bunch of original music. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm going to try not, you know, not to sit around. I want to keep putting out original music for, for my fans and uh, just keep a nose to the grind work ethic with, with music. And the other part of it is that this is, you got to remember, this is in April of 2020 when I wrote that song. Okay. So it was the perfect time to write it because I wanted nothing more than to get back to work because we had been on quarantine. Like they were shutting down everything, you know, even like, I mean, grocery stores is about the only thing that was open, but I couldn't even play music at a bar for a couple months there. Yeah, yeah. And you had half the country was like, you know, this is BS. Let us have our freedom and work. And the other half kind of seemed like it was like, no, we got to play this safe. And we, we don't want to rush going back to work. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was like, well, some of us got to work because it's in our blood, man. And it just, without our work, we just kind of fall apart. And that's kind of how I was feeling in just that two months Cause I was like, man, I worked to get to a point where I, I really loved my job and I felt like I was starting to live the American dream. And then all of a sudden back to, you know, not working. And I was like, well, I know some people resonate with that, you know, people who have a pride in 
and their work ethic and stuff. So I was like, yeah, some of us got to work was the one line that um, just kind of got the song going. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna write a song about these hard nosed, hard working Americans. And, and that song went over well, especially with the, the crew of fans that I have around this area. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely a great song. Um, it's a, uh, upbeat kind of just gets you, gets you going a little bit. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. It's great. It's great. It's got that backbeat thing going on. Yeah. 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 I dig it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess talking about kind of, uh, your inspiration behind your music, where, where do you get most of your inspiration and, um, you know, is it, is it certain, um, singer songwriters, certain musicians, where do you kind of get it from? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like some artists are more like, well, they're not listening to people in their same genre because they'd rather like, you know, be real unique. And that's great. And that works for some people. For me, I'm not as worried about being unique as I would rather just um, do what I love and what I feel like works, you know, so I, I play the kind of music that that I love and the kind of stuff that's been working for, for many years, you know, George Strait, um, Dwight Yoakam, uh, Clint Black, and then some of those newer guys I mentioned earlier. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, those are big influences there. And there's probably a list of about 10 or 15 of the main ones. And then there's another, there's countless ones, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think who I leave off of Daryl Singletary. Oh yeah huge you know just countryer than country man and yeah his band also always sounded perfect like the production on the cds always sounded perfect and just how yeah just warm and and crisp it all sounded just some perfect country music right there um and yeah like i said some of those newer guys john wolf randall king william michael morgan and then if you go more into the mainstream i suppose uh Justin Moore, John Party, Midland. Oh yeah. Yeah. Guys like that. You know, okay. they still got the they still got the cowboy hat on and oh yeah. Still got the fiddle and steel. Yeah, that yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, I get I get inspired every day because I'm listening to music every day, you know. Oh yeah. So I listen to a I'm a big country music fan, you know. So Yeah. That's that's awesome. Um Oh, I gotta mention Merle Hager too. Oh yeah. I'm wearing the shirt. I can't believe I didn't mention him yet, but yeah. <laughs> Alan oh, Jackson, man. throw that name in there oh, too. Yeah. Yep. Waylon, Waylon, I got him back there. David Allen Coe's back there. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of my some of my favorites is like uh, Joe Diffie. Um, yeah. He, he. It was uh, super super cool. I got some. I actually got a signed. Oh, that is beautiful. Uh, of Mr. Joe Diffie, uh, signed uh, picture, and he has such a phenomenal voice. That's oh, that's the prime '90s country right yes, there, man. Yes, dude. he's. And then... Oh, Hank Jr. Yeah, sir. Man, yep. what an awesome guy. Yeah. Um. So you got to meet them? No, I didn't actually. I actually got these. Um, I I just purchased them. I didn't get to meet them. I yeah. I wish I got to meet Joe Diffie. That would have been super super cool. Yeah, well they're uh, badass though. I mean that's oh, yeah. that's good good wall art right there. Yeah, dude, I gotta find I gotta find a spot in here. This is our uh, 
our spare bedroom in the house. So I'm kind of turning it into my podcasting and a little bit of music as you can mm-hmm. see. Um, just kind of starting out playing the guitar right now. Um, I can kind of get like the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald down. If you know that song. Yeah. Nice dude. <laughs> um, That's a fun one. Yeah, dude. So I've, I've been trying to learn that one and uh, really just been working on G, C, and D most of the time. I was going to say G, C, D is your friend, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I've been working them out. Um, a lot of it, like I can, I can uh, move my fingers kind of decent, but it's the strumming patterns that I'm just, oh, mm-hmm. those are the hardest for me right now, but it's got to mm-hmm. keep, keep practicing and keep going and, you know, get my yep. YouTube, get my YouTube lessons in every day and. There you go. That's the other thing too. I always tell people YouTube and, and GC and D. Yeah. And, yeah. and I always recommend uh, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. That just uses, well, it's actually DGA. Okay. Um, for most of it. Yeah. But uh, that's kind of, I think the strumming pattern is kind of simple on that one. It is in a 3 4, so it's more of a waltz but that might be even more easy to strum okay. for you. I gotcha. But yeah. I'm sure there's even easier ones out there too, but <laughs> yeah, I just, um, just been trying to, you know, work on it here and there when I have time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely fun. Definitely a cool hobby that I'd love to get into, um, mm-hmm. playing music. So if you open up your Spotify, or whatever music that you, I don't know what platform you use most of the time, but um, if you open it up, what's on like your everyday playlist, if you would? Well, it definitely changes a lot, but right now I've been diving more into uh, Randy Travis's stuff. Okay. Um, because I feel like we listen to like newer artists a lot, but there's so many albums out there. I just just started listening to George Strait's first two albums. Like aside from that, I only knew like two songs on each. Okay. Um, and I never really sat and like listened and my brain, the way it works. I don't know if it's cause I've heard so many songs, but I got to hear something probably a few more times than, than most people before I, before it kind of sticks out in my head. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've had his uh, first couple albums on repeat for a month and a half now. And, um, yeah. And those, yeah, every song on those first two, I'm like, man, there's some great old tunes here that that just nobody. I mean, everybody knows Amarillo by Morning, mm-hmm. obviously, great yep. tune. Yep. But yeah, there's some deep cuts on there too. Yeah. Um. What else do we got? And you know, I got to take my break from from country a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. I like to, you know, sometimes I'll believe it or not, sometimes I'll just throw on a hip hop playlist just. Just for the beats, just to hear some bass, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and then you. I and then I got my freaking I call it screamo shit. Yeah, got my screamo shit playlist. Oh yeah, um, and then yeah, awesome. and then I just got a heavy one that's it's not as much screamo as it's more like heavy metal. I got that one too. So okay. I'm all over the board. Yeah, but, you are. Uh, yeah, you are. Highway Junkie by Randy Travis. That's my my favorite lately. Okay. That one and uh, Better Class of Losers by Randy Travis. Those two tunes have been okay. on repeat lately. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, he, Randy Travis is an amazing artist. Um, I love what he does with his voice because he doesn't have to always sing with like loud and powerful. Right. But it still comes through very powerful in a more like smooth, chill way. Yeah. yeah. And I love how when he sings low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love when he sings low. It's so... <laughs> I sound like a girl. I'm sure the girls say that about him too, but... Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. I mean, my favorite probably is either like Three Wooden Crosses or oh, yeah. Deeper Than the Holler. Yeah, man. Yeah, Three Wooden Crosses. Awesome, awesomely oh, written song right oh, there. Oh. Beautiful instrumentation, mm-hmm. just a perfect song. Yeah, dude. Deeper than the holler, yeah. yeah, yeah, classic man. Yeah, dude, those are awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, I, I kind of, I've been listening to, uh, like Travis Tritt lately, Daryl nice. Singletary. Um, oh hell yeah! And, um. I mean, listen to a little bit of podcasts here and there more frequently, but normally I'm all the time just listening to music. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of like the You Betcha podcast. <laughs> I love You Betcha. Yeah, dude. It's, That's hilarious. I've never listened to his podcast. I watch his okay. YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. I forget his last name. It's Miles is his first name, but I forget his last name. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he. I was calling the You Betcha guy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's about it. Um, <laughs> He's super funny, super hilarious. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, now, where is he from? Is he from, from Wisconsin? Far- he's from Fargo. Uh, I believe it was. It. He's way out there. Yeah. Yep. Holy crap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I thought for sure he was Wisconsin or that's, Minnesota. That's, that's what I always thought forever, but then I Michigan. Mean, yeah, he's uh, he's actually from Fargo, and then but Charlie, Charlie is it Charlie Barons, right? Yeah, Manitowoc, from, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, but he he comes and does a lot of content with him. So, mm-hmm. and then I didn't realize how far they lived apart, though. Yeah, dude, it, it's quite yeah. a ways. Um, but yeah, he he puts out a, a ton of content. That's like that's mm-hmm. literally all his job now is just content, content, and uh, he's got a full team, like a, like yeah. a big team now, and just that's all they do. Um. But another one, obviously, I've been listening to is Morgan Wallen. Um, yeah. He, he's obviously killing it right now. Um, you know, yeah, and he's so many great tunes. Yeah. When you're at that level, you're getting a lot of awesome tunes yeah. thrown your way. Uh, but yeah. um, but it doesn't matter, man, because he's got an amazing freaking voice. Yeah. And he, uh, he does select some really great tunes and um yeah he was some of my most listened to stuff from 2021 on when they show you your top songs from 2021 on spotify a lot of them off that double album were on there a lot of a lot of great songs yeah dude i actually just got to go to uh, his concert um, yeah that's right up in green bay yeah yeah holy dude it was uh i don't know have you ever heard of larry fleet yeah, okay. yeah, Larry's great songwriter yeah, too. Dude, he opened up for him. Awesome, awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I don't know if you ever heard of uh, "Where I Found God" by him. Yep. Oh, good tune. 
Worry Fungi and Working Man are the only Work two man, I think I know yep, so far, but yeah. Like the biggest ones. And then he opened up for him, and then Ernest opened up for him too. Okay, yeah. He was saying the flower shops with him. Mm-hmm. Ernest has a great album out right now. It's actually the flower shops album. Okay. That's his album. And, oh, he's got some awesome ones on there. Um, if you ever get, well, I'm gonna listen that to that yeah. today. I got some yard work and crap to do, so yeah, dude, it's it's awesome. Um, some other bar off of that album is amazing. Okay, it's a, it's a great, great song. Um, he's got nice. some other ones. obviously he's got the flower shops on there, and then he's got sucker for small town, uh, feet wanna run. Couple, this is a couple great tunes, and I got the and he got the play. Uh, open up for Morgan also. Uh, it was, it was an awesome, awesome concert. Yeah. yeah. Does Ernest play guitar and sing, or is he more? Uh, yep. Okay. For some reason, I almost thought he he was a piano player. Mm. Say, so I don't know where the heck I got that in my brain, but yeah, I don't know if he he might play it too. I don't know, but he he plays a guitar mostly. And, uh, he that's how he actually got to start in Nashville is writing songs. Okay. Uh, um, he has so many number ones for a bunch of different artists um yeah it's um i'm trying to think like he's got chris lane he's got a bunch of number ones with him and he's got mm-hmm. just this is a huge writer for big and loud records out of nashville yeah yeah same with hardy Mm-hmm. yep um, he's got a bunch of number ones with a bunch of different people and he's signed with um, big and loud and actually he has his own uh publishing company now too oh okay he already does so i think that would be neat for me one day to transition more into well not even transition because i wouldn't really have to do anything different but um getting some of my songs obviously that'd be cool getting some of my songs cut by other artists so that i'm able to you know yeah, keep yeah. doing what I'm doing, performing my own songs, but then other people are cutting them, especially if they're rich and famous. Like, <laughs> you know, and then I get a then I get a big old paycheck off the yeah, songs too. That's I mean that's kind of what that's kind of what Hardy's doing in a way because he's performing his own songs and singing his own songs so much too. Right. So uh, maybe in 20 years I'll I'll be getting towards that level of Hardy. We'll oh, dude, it's definitely not 20 years. It's definitely uh, sooner than oh, that. Oh, man, Hardy, though, that, we're talking superstar level. And, you know, that's one thing about living down there is I, I do feel like if you live down there, you have more of a chance to really be working and in those uh, situations mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. Yeah. yeah um, but that's something that I've, you know, kind of made my decision and well, I just bought a house, so I'm not moving from here anytime soon. So <laughs> yeah, but good thing. I got, you know, that's the good thing about the Chrysler 200 is she's pretty good on gas. Oh yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm saving some money there. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, it's crazy. The gas prices right now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Crap. Um, so I guess, you know, talking about kind of your future, what are what are some of your goals say for this year? What do you what do you want to try to achieve this year, um, and maybe even in the next year? Well, as boring as this sounds, getting my bank account back up probably be the first thing I got to do after buying this house and uh, oh, yeah. 
recording a couple more songs in Nashville and, uh, yeah, um, save money for, I was debating whether I want to say this on here. She already knows anyway. I was saving money to put down for a ring for the lady. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy. boy. Yep. Yep. So that's going to be, uh, another thing that I got to put some money down for. So kind of just, um, I pretty much have my whole summer all booked. I'm not really adding anything else, I don't think. But, yeah, working that tip jar. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, playing playing three to four shows a week. A lot of folks up here, they will do three, four, even five shows a week. But personally, and it's not really like a lazy thing as much as it's like I just – I prefer two or three because I think I go I go hard – when I sing, sometimes I drink hard when I sing and it just, uh, it isn't good when I start playing three or four, four yeah. or five. Yeah. Um, it just seems healthier for me to do two or three if I could still make a decent amount of chain or decent amount of cash doing that. So I do have a lot of four show weeks coming up this summer just because after just buying the house, we got to get that bank count up. But I um, so doing that and just, uh, I would love to get to a point where, the the quality of the shows goes from like i love playing bars and i think i always will mm-hmm. you know play bars even if i if i did get to a level where i didn't need to mm-hmm. but um playing more of those legitimate country music venues and stuff like that and getting on the road that would be a huge next step um so brie morgan and i brie is a phenomenal wisconsin country artist mm-hmm. um she writes her own stuff and uh phenomenal singer phenomenal performer uh her and i are thinking about doing a tour in november but it would more so just be like a friday saturday sunday the first weekend of november and then a friday saturday sunday the second weekend or else thursday through sunday okay um but yeah getting on the road getting some new places maybe more out of state places for sure yeah yeah because i've barely touched illinois uh, minnesota michigan mm-hmm. you know I'm coming up, coming up I to know, Nama, dude. coming up to Nama. That'll be only like my, what? Well, I, I was going to say second or third out of state show, but if you count all the Nashville ones, then in 10th or something like that. But yeah, more out of state shows, just continuing to branch out, continue to double, triple the fan base, meet, yeah. meet new people, um, continue recording new music, um, get a full album out, full length album, maybe out in, 2023 we'll see it's tough to self-fund it though um getting a record label that's uh you know that would be neat but i also wonder if if i'm meant to do that or go more independent will i even have the chance to do that i don't know but yeah but basically kind of just keep doing what i'm doing at a bigger level you know keep having fun keep building on it and fish fish a lot yeah, yeah, man. That's the hobby outside of the work that keeps me sane, you know. Absolutely. You got to find always something to do. Yeah. Um that's really yeah. I I love fishing too. So, whenever I Yeah, so you live on a river. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. So, um live on a river. I I barely get out fishing on it though. <laughs> yeah, what I kind just, of stuff you guys got up there though? Um dude, we got, we got trout and stuff oh, yeah. on that river. Is it more like Saw some bass, um, a lot of brook trout kind of around. Yeah. Right now. 
well, not right now, but during the summer we had some. Mm. Um, last year I had about probably close to 200 brook trout in front of my house all summer long. That is incredible, dude. <laughs> and I, I'd feed them every day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, dude. Dude, you – all right. That's so <laughs> cool, man. Like, because yeah. so many people live on creeks or rivers where it's like – there may or may or may not even be any fish in there, yeah. but to have a cool, a gorgeous fish like that yeah. and to have a, a time of the year where there's a bunch of them, yep. I had them then all. for them to be used to you feeding them, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. I had them all, all summer long and I'd go out there um, and feed them corn actually. You need to start making TikTok videos of that and that's going to blow you up and then you can be like, by the way, I got this country on me podcast. <laughs> I could. I could. You know, it's hilarious. Growing up, um, I was about 11, and I dug a a pond in my yard. My dad was all for it, too, because he loves fishing. Mm-hmm. And we had this idea, well, what if uh, we can't couldn't afford to live on a lake, but what if you dug a pond in the yard and then we could put fish in it, yep. you know? So I was like, I'll do it. So all summer I spent, he could have he could have ordered, uh, you know, he could have got the big the big uh, bulldozer to get it out, but he didn't tell me that because he's like, well, this will be a good, good work for him, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I guess, you know, that's good. That's yeah. good. I did that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I dug a, it's about two and a half, three feet deep, uh, about 25 feet long and about 15 feet wide. And we've had fish, fish in there every year since then, basically. Uh, we started, we, we went way over the top. We had, um, we tried to put a Northern in there didn't live it was a way too big um we we had like three big bass in there one year and that was awesome because yeah. they were actually trained to the point where you could throw in like a big chub we'd go catch chubs at the creek down the road you'd throw a big chub in there and they would just inhale it right away oh yeah and yeah the, the bass were intense but we found you know as years gone by we've played it a little more conservative um at one point we had a big dog fish in there that was just stupid it murked it all up they basically were like it was like a carp you know they just were murking it all up and then um now more recently it's just uh we got a big a nice big perch in there and then past few years we had a couple bluegills in there oh yeah yep but uh yeah it was a cool thing oh i was like why the hell am i talking about this but yeah that's right so I just put like this like five second video on on my TikTok yeah. about like yep yeah, when you want to fish in your own yard you dig a pond in your yard or something like that yeah and that video got I don't know how many it got a two or three million views or something like that which is a lot for me like all my other ones had like three hundred you know yeah. <laughs> just that one like blew up yeah so yeah did you gain you never know blowing off that too a little bit was there a bunch of kind of yeah but. The only thing that sucked is like a lot of the people that followed me weren't really into country music. And I had a couple people comment on some of my singing videos and they're like, more pond videos, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. I ain't a pond guy. I'm a country singer, man. Maybe I should just dig ponds for a living. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to listen to this country stuff. We're just more fish in ponds, please. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny but yeah no you put something on there if you feed in brook trout i bet oh, there'd be yeah. people on there that would Should. think that's pretty neat yeah there's just ah, it's just weird like 
TikTok's a weird, weird um, kind of place. It's like, like certain things just blow up, and then yeah, like <laughs> like things that you like expect will blow up are just like, eh, nah. Right. That's what I was gonna say. It seems yeah. pretty random. Yeah, it's it's, and it's just random. Some of the artists that I've been following for a while that have really good careers um, and have been around for 10 or 20 years, mm-hmm. you go on their TikTok and like all their stuff is like really low key. Like there's no hardly any views on it. And yeah. I'm like, that's so weird. But no. then you got some kids yeah. dancing on there and there's like 10 million views or you got like some brand new country singers on there that have a lot. And yeah, they got great, great voices. But I think part of it is that there's little nuances you got to learn too. Um, I just learned that there's this vocal effect you can use on TikTok to make it sound like you're singing in a mic. So you just take a normal video off your phone of you playing, and then you put in that vocal effect, and it sounds like ten times better. Well, it sounds a little better. Yeah, yeah. The little thing, like I've been using it for like a year, and I didn't even know that until recently. Okay. Yeah. So um, there's a couple like awesome guys that I watch on there. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of a uh, Ethan Willis. I kind of found him on there and I've also seen him down in Nashville too. Oh yeah. He's kind of been, um, he plays a lot in Nashville. Um, actually I just talked to him. He might be coming on the podcast soon. So it'd be cool to have him on here too. And then, Heck yeah. um, there was a, another kid. It's like Drake Dolbit, Do, Dolbark, or I don't know Dolbard, Dolbard maybe. Um, mm-hmm. He he's pretty he's pretty good too. Uh, he has a day job and stuff, and then at night he just goes live on TikTok and. Yeah. And then there's another one. It's like Sean Williams. He he's really cool too. He used to play a lot in Nashville. Now plays in like uh, the Panhandle in Florida. Okay. I've heard, I keep hearing about folks playing down in Florida and, yeah, and there's a, there's a doing real well. Yeah, in the Panhandle and... In um, the Keys, I guess. I don't yeah, know if that's yep. the same area. I don't um, know Florida so, at all. No, that, that's like way in the south, but... So, like, the Panhandle is kind of like Florida goes up and, like, kind of turns at the top. That's where he mainly plays, I believe. Oh, yeah. And then he comes up to Nashville and plays, too. Um, So... I guess we can uh, probably get into um, some of your maybe your two new songs if you want to uh, hop on the guitar, maybe. Heck yeah, man! Awesome. And then if yeah. You want, if you want to play anything else on top of those two, you're more than welcome to. All righty. All right. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. It'll be cool to to premiere these here. Yes, dude. I greatly appreciated <laughs> holy crap it's an honor honestly oh it's an honor for me man all right so i'll do the one's more laid back and one's kind of more a good drinking song okay um this first one is called for you i can and uh Basically, I was thinking about how um, just facing the, the challenge of change in a way in my life. And uh, I wanted to, you know, I want to be the best man that I can 
um, especially moving in with a, a lady for the first time. Well, second time, technically. First time was years ago, and it didn't go so well. <laughs> it didn't last too long. Gotcha. Which, actually, I bring that up in the second song. So you'll have to listen for that. But anyways, um, songs, yeah, just about wanting to be the best man possible. And uh, also kind of worrying about that in a way, because I worry a lot. You know, <laughs> I'm an anxious yeah. person sometimes. So. Okay. Um, and it shouts out my parents too. Awesome. I wanted I wanted to get a tune that shouted them out because they're they're great. Yeah. So here's uh, for you I can. Never thought I'd have a chance to even be. Half the man that my father was And every day he was up at dawn Great snow shine, he was gone In that old truck Off to work Was an hour drive to the city but it never said it hurt I never thought I'd have a chance To even give love like that The way Mama did Every night she'd start from scratch Five course meals, her loving hands, just to keep us fed, so I could grow up strong. I never thought I could love like them do. You came along, but for you I can. You're the one thing that I needed to make me a man. Cross my heart I'll be the one you always dreamed of Till your death do us part I never thought I could climb the mountain But then you gave me your hand For you I can So yeah, that's a little taste of, of the new one for you I can that that's an amazing song dude oh thank you man dude that's awesome <laughs> i really really appreciate that dude i never really wrote um like a sentimental type of ballad yet you know on my yeah, first yeah. uh six or seven songs i had out so it was new for me but i love a lot of those kinds of songs i was listening to a lot of joe nichols too um and he's got some some great ballad type of tunes like that and and obviously, you can hear a little Daryl Singletary in there, I suppose, too. But, always, um, yeah, always exactly. Dude, I don't. I just saw, I think we talked about this before. Is like your voice and his voice are they're pretty close, and it's super cool. You know, that is really cool, man. Yeah, dude. It and because I mean, Daryl Singletary is an amazing uh, artist, and yeah, um, he had the golden voice, man. And yeah, dude. I mean, he's got a lot more Georgia twang in his, but <laughs> uh -huh. yep. but he. Um, Maybe it's just certain phrasings or something like that. I'm sure 
rubs off, you know, from listening to him so much. Yeah, yeah. But I'll take that because I think it sounds good. So if I yeah, sound yeah. In anything in that, even in that realm, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, dude, you, you definitely have an awesome voice. For sure. I appreciate that, man. Um, Then here's the other tune called Better Buzzed. Uh, I had an idea one day where I was just like, um, this was actually a, an experience down in Nashville. I was on Broadway and it was like the third day of vacation. I think it was one of the times I went down with my folks actually. And, you know, you start to get a little tired, a little hungover from the past couple nights. And I'm, uh, I was like, man, I don't even know if we want to be going out downtown and listening to music. Like I love the music, but I was just like, you know, dragging a little. Right. Mm -hmm. And but sure enough, man, once you get that first couple of beers in you, start hearing that music, it's like everything feels a little better. And I had that idea, this world just looks a little better buzz, man. Awesome. <laughs> so I was like, I got to make that a song. And I sat on that idea for like two years before I did Jack Squat with it. Uh -huh. And I didn't know what to do for the direction of the verses. But then I actually talked to my dad about it um, for, you know, what kind of idea we could do for the verses. And uh, he kind of talked about, well, you could be having a crappy day with your um, girlfriend or wife or whoever, and maybe it's kind of gone gone to crap. But then you go down to the bar, and then there's like a new a new girl that sits down or something like that, and then you say in the chorus, so "This world's looking a little better buzzed." And I was like, well, even. Um, when I had a, when I was living with a gal a few years back, we had broken up, but we still had the lease. So we were still on the lease for a few months and, uh, she had a new boyfriend real quick, like a week, a week later. Um, mm. and she would bring him over. It was terrible. Mm. But anyways, yeah. so I just was like, well, I need to find a new home. So I'm going to go down to the bar. And uh, so, yeah, I'm like, that'll work perfect for the verse. But here it goes. Better bust. She didn't like my music on my rambling ways. So when she left, she made a point to set her love in flames. She stuck it to me hard and had a new man in a matter of days. Was a long three months left on our lease. I had to find a new home. Fine with me. Cause there's a one room corner bar tavern just down the street. I found a stool ordered jack on ice, and it wasn't long until a pretty brunette caught my eye. And it had me thinking. This world's looking a little bit better, but I think I found the answer. The goal is too tough. The good Lord didn't put me here to be down, so raise them up. Yeah, this world's looking a little bit better, but. A little snippet of that one for you. <laughs> awesome, dude. I I, yeah, can't, I can't wait till those come out, dude. It's gonna be awesome.
Thank you, brother. Yeah, I'm excited too. I, I'm I'm not even positive which one I'm going to put out first, but um, yeah, it don't really matter. I mean, one's going to come out probably end of June, and one's going to come out mid August, and uh, I'm going to have acoustic videos, lyric video, try to shoot some cool stuff with them too. So awesome. Awesome. Oh, I got to mention too, this was my first time down in Nashville getting to work with uh, the camp that I'm working with right now down there. And Buddy Hyatt is a, an excellent producer. And uh, the guy who recommended me to him was Danny Muhammad, which is a great steel player that I met um, and I've seen downtown a lot. Mm-hmm. And I figured anybody Danny is recommending me is probably going to be real good and real country because mm-hmm. Danny. Um, great traditional country steel player and um yeah right when i talked to buddy about it he seemed to have like the right visioning for the kind of stuff i wanted to do you know there was nothing about like yeah let's see how we can make this really radio friendly or let's see how we can make this a little more pop or you know let's see how we can get a rock guitarist on it. Nothing like that. You know, like the camp down there, they just play country. And I was like, that's so cool to, to find down there. It's harder to find down there than you would maybe expect. Okay. Um, but yeah, the players that he put together were insanely awesome. So you got Brent Mason on the guitar. And if, uh, if you don't know Brent, he's played on just about everything last like 30 years, every okay. single Alan Jackson song pretty much um you know tracy lawrence tracy bird uh he's probably been on a bunch of garth brooks stuff um just any giant name in country if it's got a really good twangy guitar he's probably played on it so i was really excited to work with him and all the guys were you know if you look at their credits they all had just a gigantic list of (laughs) just ridiculous yeah i was just like this is incredible you know so the the camp was great and the camps i had worked with previously were excellent too Mm -hmm. um but this one i felt like it just really fit as far as the direction of the music you know and uh just straight up country you know and i couldn't be happier so that's awesome that's that's super cool dude so i guess we're unfortunately probably have to start wrapping it up um, yeah, you gotta get your butt to work. I know, dude. Um, <laughs> so I just want to say thank you very much, Dan. This was an awesome, awesome opportunity to talk to. I'm sure we could definitely probably do a part two someday. Yeah, I would love dude, to, man. Dude, I had a blast, dude. We could, we could probably just keep talking about music like for a long time. Yes, we could. Um, yeah, we could, man. Life and everything else. So uh, maybe if y'all. Uh, want that maybe we could do that sometime in the future um i'd love to have you back on i'm sure we could talk about a lot more well i'd love to come back man yeah I appreciate you max for uh for having me on and uh, you're you're a great guy so thank you man. it's it's thank a good time <laughs> um thank you dan for everything um everyone make sure to go check out his socials he's on facebook he's on instagram TikTok. Even TikTok. Yep. Even TikTok. He's on all of it. Um, go Music's on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, all that stuff. All YouTube. Um, yes, make sure and go check out his YouTube stuff. It is super cool to uh, look at his covers and his original music. Um, does an amazing job. Amazing musician. And I cannot wait to see where your career is going to go. It is. I am super excited. I'm glad I got you while... 
you know, you're not so big that you don't even uh, answer me on Instagram. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad I can. I'll always, I'll always answer you, buddy. Hey, <laughs> um, definitely be listening to your music, and I cannot wait for those two new songs to come out. Everyone, go check out Dan and all this stuff. Thank you. Uh, that's all I got, man. Awesome. Right. Thanks again, dude. Thank you, Dan. Thank you.